Hey, this is Sampha, and you're listening to Vocalo Radio. Only, 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 only you. Hey, it's Nudia from Nudia in the Afternoons on Vocalo Radio 91.1 FM, Chicago's only urban alternative and your only NPR music station. We are backstage. I'm super excited. We're in, we're in the green room. We're backstage at the Riviera with Sampha. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing good. We're back here because you have a show here tonight. Yep. Okay. Are you like the type of person, do you have rituals before a show or are you just always just ready to go? Oh, no, definitely not just ready to go. I have to work up to it. Um, a bit of exercise. I've got to get the blood flowing. Um, I need to have a bit of quiet time as well before I go on stage. Uh, stretch, you know, just physically getting ready. It's quite like, uh, it's a bit like, I feel, I feel like it's a little bit of a sport, really. Trying to get ready for a show. Yeah, and I don't think people know how long show days are for artists. Mm. You know, like, you don't just show up an hour before the show. Like, you're here the whole day, right? Yeah, so, and especially with the setup that I've got, there's a lot of, like, sound checking that needs to be done because there's so many separate bits of audio that we need to, like, figure out. And, like, and, and every venue is different, so it's always, like a, it's like, a constant reset. So, yeah, we usually get here, like, a good five to six hours before doors, you know? Yeah. And you've done so much tour, like, on the festival circuit, not only in America, like, you've been, to you've, like, performed at Coachella and stuff, but, like, also in Europe, you've done a lot of festivals there as well. Do you prefer, like, a festival or a concert, like, one against the other? Um, I kind of appreciate things for, for what they are, really. I mean, when it comes to playing live, I mean, I've had incredible experiences both like playing intimate shows um, and, you know, playing festivals. It's been great doing the shows, like these satellite business shows I've been doing, like playing in the round has been like a new experience and it's been it's been great because um, we've like been really intimate. But then also it's incredible to like walk out um, to a festival with like loads of people in front of you. And, and also it's, it's nice to play in front of people who might not necessarily know my music and, and connect with people like just on a pure kind of on a new, le- like, you know what I mean? Like, you've, ne- you've never heard of me and I'm just, like, expressing myself to you, like, straight straight ahead. So there is something special about that as well. Um, but, you know, I find I find performing, I get anxious, usually, so... And it's not something I, like, rearing to do. It's, like, usually when I find myself on stage, I'm, like, at home on stage, but beforehand, it's, like... So I'm pulling my hair out a little bit, <laughs> generally speaking. I love I love hearing that because I know online a lot of people use words like elusive and you know private to describe you. Is that just your natural personality, or do you like to you know just kind of keep things to yourself? I think it's, it's my it's my innate state. <laughs> if I'm being perfectly honest, I'm just I don't. It's not something I kind of overly think or try and plan to be. I just naturally am quite sort of uh, I don't know. Reclusive. I don't even want to say reclusive, but yeah, I'm a bit of a hermit. And I have to say, your fans are probably the most politely demanding slash begging fans I've seen, like on Twitter, like asking for music. Like I, you just see your fans being like, "Please give us more music." So was it a relief to you know, a relief to release this last album, Lahai? You know, after six years. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to take you know anybody for granted, 
by any means and I really appreciate all the people who are, you know kept asking for music <laughs> um, and yeah no it's been a really special sharing music and just seeing people's reactions and you know music is so subjective uh, and um, it's funny to see how um, not funny but it's it's been quite beautiful to see how people have kind of taken to the record or if it's you know how it's touched people or and also like people's opinions that some people are like oh, I could have done with this or I could have done with that I was like mm, yeah maybe be alright I don't know um, but um, yeah no I just want to say thank you to anyone who's listening and to the people who kept asking and because I thought I might have lost a few <laughs> fans maybe I have but um, hopefully I'll, I'll be releasing more music uh, I said that before but I, I, I'm going to try and mean it <laughs> I know a lot of fans said it was worth the wait. They're like, if we have to wait another six years for a project this good, we'll, we'll wait. But it just seems like there's some artists I look at, and I'm like, wow, like you're, you're having a great year. You know, you're nominated for a Grammy on Kendrick's album, and then you release your music. Does it feel like you're having like a really good year? Um, if it, you know, it's quite disorientating, I think, sometimes. Like, it does, I feel, you know, it's a blessing to be able to make music and for it to be my, my like, livelihood. Um, I don't take that for granted and it's, it's special that people are kind of connecting to music that I'm putting out. Um, but, you know, and, and you know, I, I try not to get overly excited or overly, you know, it's, it's, it's a balancing act, you know, because it's such, it's such a wavy space to be in. You know, like my ego can be like boosted up to the high heavens of my head, you know, and also it can get knocked down. So it's important that I sort of keep myself sort of balanced. But, I, you know, I give thanks. I definitely give thanks for, you know, being able to just um, do something that I love. Now, can we talk about the new album? I really love, um, you know, I loved hearing you on, you know, Kend Kendrick's track because you guys both are fathers. Since you released last album, you have had a daughter now, and I love seeing how that affects music writers and singers because I always feel like music does change once people have children. You know, they kind of have new perspectives on things. Do you feel like having your daughter kind of, you know, inspired you or changed your writing a little bit? Oh, yeah, most definitely. And I, I feel like it's always difficult to, to recognise how experience changes the way you act, you know? It's, it's always easier to imagine something you haven't done and, and dream of it but once you've actually gone through it you know like like I say it's like sometimes when you're like dreaming of doing something the feeling becomes bigger than when you actually do it if you know what I mean so once once you're like once I get on stage I'm like oh what was I so worried about <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah no definitely being a father I mean it's changed me fundamentally and I think in terms of my approach to music um, I feel like maybe you know, my, my problem-solving abilities has, and my patience has increased, you know, because of becoming a father. And also just, like, you know, obviously it gives me inspiration sometimes to write about, you know, particular emotions that, you know, um, are maybe new to me or that have surfaced now becoming a father. But, yeah. At, at the same time, it also feels very natural. So some, some things it's like, oh, I don't really know how it's affected the music, but I'm sure it has in a lot of ways. And talking about the new um, album, Lahai, it was, you know, of course, released a couple of weeks ago, and the song um, Evidence, I was listening to it, it's, it's one of my favorites off the, the, the album, 
is it about your daughter? Yeah, I mean, like a lot of my songs, there's about like four different things going on, <laughs> like in terms of thematically. But yeah, it definitely touches on you know um, my daughter and you know my sort of you know search my spiritual kind of journey. Um, you know, thinking about or interrogating what spirituality means, divinity, and uh, on a metaphysical level. Um, and I guess with my daughter, I'm talking about on an imminent level, which is you know, seeing divinity in material things. And that's definitely uh, the energy I got from her, I get from her, you know. Another track I really love is, um, is it Jonathan L. Siegel? Um, and it's funny because I, I was doing research, I didn't really know what, I was like, I've never really heard that name. But doing research, it is, you know, like a, a book that's kind of fundamental reading for like school children in the, or like high schoolers or middle schoolers in the, in the UK. But like in America, like I never read that book, you know? Um, so I really love that song. Um, and I was, you know, looking at some, you know, blog columnists, and they were saying that, is it true that there's a lot of, you bring up um, references to that throughout the album? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like, flying and, uh, I guess, bird references throughout the record, and I do mention Jonathan Livingston's ego in Spirit 2.0. Just like Jonathan Livingston, Seagull, dry cats are clowns in the free fall. Yeah. I was caught by the wings of my people, then you pick me up in your suit, yeah. hit the country roads, and you fill me in with the. And then I talk about like Inclination Compass, which in Rose Tint, which is also the name of another song, which is, uh, I guess, the way in which uh, birds or like butterflies uh, use a magnetic field to, to navigate sort of their mig- sort of migrations and stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's quite like a, a, a theme throughout the record, you know, and for me, um, a lot of the record is about memory um, and it's about, uh, you know, looking forward also. Um, but it was also about my kind of, me feeling like I needed like a bird's eye view as well, um, particular time in my life where each day will kind of go into each day, especially around COVID, you know, like sort of when I had enough, like when things slowed down a lot, um, me recognising that I was just on this kind of, treadmill and I wasn't questioning it questioning it and uh, I felt I felt like I needed to have a bigger look at sort of my life and sort of go up and um, you know be able to look back and look forward and I feel like a bird's eye view kind of represents that and Jonathan Levers and Seagull I guess came into my mind was I was freestyling and just kind of stuck (laughs) and became a bit of a thematic I guess a thematic identity of the record. That's what I was reading, but that is like one of my like probably top three tracks that I loved from from the album. And looking at your catalog of people you've worked with, I feel like people would die <laughs> to to really have this like catalog. I mean, Kendrick Lamar, Kanye, Frank Ocean, Jesse Wire, Travis Scott, Solange. Like, is this just normal to you to work with great people now, or or has it just been? Has it felt like it's been a lot of work, or has it felt like it's all happened naturally? It's most definitely happened naturally, um, and you know, I definitely I give thanks. Um, you know, especially when working with 
artists who I respect and whose music I admire. Um, and, you know, the fact that they want to work with me as well has been a blessing. And, um, you know, but it's happened all very naturally, you know, and I could never tell you, I can't tell you who I'm going to work with in the next year or what's go who's going to pop out of the woodworks and when. It's, not, it's never really planned. Um, I guess it's just the energy that's kind of, you know, going around. Um, but it's been, yeah, I've been, I've been fortunate to be able to work with people who I really admire and see, see their creative processes up close. Um, and yeah, and also through that, being able to recognize my own value as well, you know, just because there's times where I've felt imposter syndrome, like why is this person wanting to work with me or why did he, why? But then, you know, I'm recognizing that, you know, I have something as well and we're all human and at the same time that you know recognizing both the mundane the, the mundane poetry of us all and also the extraordinariness of us all i'm just making words up here but yeah i'm gonna <laughs> use that one extraordinariness <laughs> and, and we're in chicago and you have kind of you know said that you have in the past looked up to like artists like common and kanye like chicago artists um and I was looking back to try to trace this. Like, do you, do you ever feel like, do you feel like there was a moment or a song that was kind of your big break? Like when you're like, okay, I feel like I made it after this happened. Are you as in, as in a, my, like a song that I've written or like a. Yeah. Or it could be a feature, but like you're like, this is it. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, I definitely felt the shift after working with Drake. <laughs> <laughs> as, as a lot of people probably would. In terms of, um, I know, and that that being said, like even like, subtract, like the first time I sort of started making music, and then I was getting plays on Radio One and UK, and I was like, wow, this is real. People actually, oh, you can actually make a song, and then it gets played on the radio, and then you know, and like I was like, wow, this is, like blew my mind, and and also yeah, I guess um, yeah, working with Drake definitely um, expanded the exposure and. And uh, it was great. That was like a great record to work on because probably one of my favorite Drake records as well. Nothing was the same. Um, yeah, those are definitely moments. Um, and Did the cell phone go crazy? Like, you know, the cell phone blow up, yeah, text messages? Oh, definitely, definitely. Like friends, family. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, especially at that time. I guess it, was, it wasn't, you know, as commonplace, I guess, maybe for like artists especially artists like me <laughs> working with artists across the pond um and then on a personal level as well Kendrick working with Kendrick I've been a fan of his for years and so getting to you know be in the studio with him and get to talk to him and get to know him it's been a really special experience for me yeah and I'm looking at um the uh the moment you had at, at NPR VR NPR music station you did a tiny desk and it's it's so great to see, like, six years ago, you did, like, a real tiny desk. Like, now people, I think it's, like, nice and fun that people bring in, like, eight-piece bands and, you know, choirs and stuff. But you did a tiny desk where it was really just you. And I think you had a keyboard and a piano. And then that was it. And you did three songs. And I feel like that was, like, the original format of tiny desk. No one knows me like the piano. My mother's home. Did you know that that has 3.7 million views? I have checked it out once or twice. 
I must admit, I have no good say, I had no idea. Well, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I know. I knew. I mean, and it's all relative because I know that some people have got loads more and you know whatnot. And but um, yeah, I, at the time I actually didn't really understand the scope of Tiny Desk, and I was oh, it's just like an office I'm <laughs> playing in. I, I mean, I was still pretty like I was a little bit nervous. I, you know, I warmed up. I warmed up the good old vocals, but yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a cool gig. It was special and um, definitely got lots of beautiful uh, reactions from it. Um, yeah, and it's it's a great it's a great uh, it's a great show. And I wanted to kind of um, I was looking in the comments again. There's some places of the internet where it's just nice, and your comment section from this Teddy Desk is one of those places. Um, so I just thought I'd read you some. One of them. This is, uh, it says, a samp, sampa, you're 2000% not going to see this, but as a single father, I want to thank you so much for coming out with this because my one-year-old daughter is able to fall asleep to this tiny desk. <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, if that's, that's a great uh, compliment. I know putting children to sleep is a thing. <laughs> And if I can do anything to help, it is my absolute <laughs> pleasure. So uh, I'll take that as a compliment. Um, this other person said, you know the feeling when you mix sugar and cream perfectly in a cup of coffee and it tastes amazing? That's his voice, the perfect blend. Wow, I appreciate you. Um, yeah, I mean, as I said, it's subjective. There's some people who are like, I don't get the hype about this guy's voice. <laughs> and there's times in the day, like, I never really, see, like, I never saw myself as, like, I call it, like, a sanger. You're like, ah, ah, I can't really do, and, you know, hit particular notes. But, you know, I sing from the heart, and I appreciate mm -hmm. that, that, that hopefully, like, transmits. So, any, I'll take it, basically. I'll take that compliment. Thank you. <laughs> and the, the last one we have, someone says, I've watched this performance over and over again, and it's brought me out of the deepest and darkest moments of my life. Thank you, Samfa. Um, as I said, it's a, it's, a, it's a blessing, and music is a powerful thing, and it's definitely helped me in, in, in difficult moments in my life. And, you know, it's just the energy we kind of we share around, and, you know, life is tough. We need, we need to have our hands held by things and... and um, uh, you know, I, it's, I'm usually just sharing my own sort of insecurities and wondering why is anyone, why do, why would you want to hear what I've, you know, about my pain and, but um, you know, hearing something like that definitely makes me feel like I'm, you know, that there's value in in expressing, you know, your darker moments alongside your alongside the happier moments. So um, yeah, I appreciate that comment too. I was gonna say, there's there was this um, video. I think it's is it Wallow where like he met you and he started crying. Is are those? Is that like hard for you to to that this is your reality that like some people just meet you and they you know you bring all these emotions out of them? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's you know like I'm one of those people. It's hard for me to like access emotions or like be especially like in the moment or be not empathetic, but you know really like because you have to be really open hearted when someone's particularly emotional you know like everyone's probably had that when out of the blues something really like someone gets really emotional you're like how do I react to this how they're already embraced because it's quite a sensitive place you know you're touching on the it's a sensitive nerve you know and you so you're going to react to it in, in different ways and sometimes it's like awkwardness 
I'm just like, I don't quite know. Actually, I can't quite even sympathise right now with what you're going through. But um, it's something I, I kind of, you kind of have to mature into, I guess, you know, and sort of uh, really zone into what's going on for people. And, you know, that's a beautiful thing about music, you know, is like, um, it really can, you know, connect you to your emotion and to being alive and to bookmarking moments in your life. So, um, yeah, I, I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to grow up and really sort of empathize with how people are feeling or how, how my music makes people feel. Cause especially after making music, sometimes I might even forget that the initial emotion of a song after a certain amount of time. And so when people kind of meet me with the emotion, I'm like, Oh, Oh yes. <laughs> I make emotional music. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and we have to wrap this up, but tonight you're playing at the Riviera Theater. What could fans expect? Could they expect, like, a, a little bit of, you know, the first album and second, or are you going to focus more on Lahai? It's a mixture. Definitely leaning towards more Lahai songs. But, yeah, a mixture of my kind of huge discography. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, thank you so much for sitting with us. Uh, no, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. And we can't wait to see more. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs>